0: what's up everybody welcome to episode three of the part panda podcast hashtag ppp you know the triple p everybody wants to get the p and the p and the p today i am joined by my daughter KZGG. <laughs> zgg hey how are you doing today
1: i'm splendid are you splendid yeah, I got my ass eaten in Tarkov this afternoon and now we're here, so
0: Tay's what favorite is pastime it? is definitely having her ass eaten. You can
1: yeah.
0: ask Johnny Sins about that. And if you <laughs> haven't seen Tay's Johnny Sins uh cosplay, you're definitely missing true. out. Yeah. Um Tay. Tell me about tell me about your tell me about your stream, first of all.
1: My stream. It's a place where people go to come. No, uh I have <laughs> I stream just... on Twitch. <laughs> what were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say I, I thought we'd talked about that one. You're not doing that yet.
1: No, not yet. Um no, I stream on Twitch though, like a few times a week, uh usually in the evenings because I have a day job, but yeah, we play mostly Targov. Um, sometimes some horror games trickle in here and there, or I don't know. We did a dating. We've been doing dating streams occasionally, which have been kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I mostly just play Targov, and I'm not good at the game. But we have a great time, and it's, <laughs> it's definitely like a NSFW situation. I got. I actually just got banned on TikTok live uh the other day for my streams, i always have so. to
0: i have to warn people before i join their streams because um i typically get people banned on tiktok this so i have to... just
1: very inconsistent <laughs> on their their banning like what is a bannable <laughs> offense and what's not so it's like everyone's like well duh you'd get banned and it's like well no i've i've streamed i streamed like two days three days before that and we were talking about like oh the b movie and a bee would go wild on a woman's clit and it's like that doesn't get me banned but then like whatever i said the day after whatever it is what it is but anyway yeah so that's my it's <laughs> my stream bees on clits
0: okay all right um so since most of the most of the current listeners are coming from tarkov streamers or or game streamers yes explain to m- me and and the audience what a dating stream is
1: yeah, so I started doing this during like a tippathon back in November, and I had I'm like a frequent viewer of Cutebot. I don't know if you're familiar with her or if anyone listening is. She is probably one of the bigger dating streamers on Twitch, okay. and she'll have people literally random people. I usually <clears> have people <throat> I know come in, but she'll have random people come in and um, just date her and they get like screened cuz she's definitely had a guy show a cock before and she's had some weird <laughs> she she gets some wild situations um but she gets money for it so you have to like pay 15 to like get a person off <clears throat> bring them back with $20 and she makes bank doing this but she's like 4000 viewer you know 5000 streamer and does this whole situation so during my tipathon I was <laughs> like you know if this is something we actually me and you talked about it a while back where like we wanted to do a tarkov dating some some kind of like yeah thing and never really got around to like the logistics of it because it was just like wipe happened and then all the, you know it was just a lot um but basically I just have people come on from my community and I'll try to recruit a few ahead of time just so it's not like crickets and we're just <laughs> sitting with nobody showing up because again I'm a little bit nervous to have like total randoms come on the show but if they're like homies or like known people then it's not as intimidating but yeah we said people come on for like 15 minutes and we asked them I had to tone it down yesterday my mod said I scare people if I ask them if they're a shooter or an oozer like right away so um <laughs>
0: Are you a three like, rope or a five rope guy
1: he, he was like <laughs> you know I think I think people are a little <clears throat> intimidated to come on the show it's a little bit humiliating you need to ease into the penis questions and I was like yeah that's fair that's fair we'll do that um uh, but yeah we've had some really funny people on um the first time I did it I had like lettuce and hex loom like arguing with one another and like a whole like four-way kind of date thing but yesterday was more relaxed with just a couple of you know, two people, three people okay. at a time. It's been right. fun though. Well, yeah, I've learned a lot about my community through them. What's the, and what's their the wildest thing?
0: Okay, what's the wildest thing? Because that I feel like that's going to be a tough one to top. What's the wildest thing that's happened during your your dating streams?
1: The wildest thing? Well, well there's obviously... a clip of there's a clip of we <clears> asked Eugene Yackle if you're familiar with that character. Um, we asked him to impersonate a woman giving birth and there's a clip on my channel of it somewhere and it's pretty intense. So (laughs) that was pretty wild. Um, otherwise it's been relatively low key. I feel like besides just the question, like we ask really aggressive questions, but (laughs) that that's just me (laughs) (laughs) yesterday. Yesterday I asked Bobber down if he's ever tasted his own supply and um he said yes, and then that stirred up a whole conversation. Uh, a couple of their streamers were in chat, and they just talked about it. Even today, they're like, "I can't believe that's real." And everyone's like, "Wait, no, wait, you wait, 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 Yes, you should. Yeah, what? Go ahead."
0: Are the maybe I'm maybe I'm about to out myself really big here? <coughs> <laughs> are ready. there people who haven't?
1: Yeah, and there are people that actually think they shouldn't, and I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like. <coughs> You're putting that out to other people, you should see what you're working with.
0: (laughs) Wait, why do they think you shouldn't? Is there like a is there like a scientific reason that they think you shouldn't?
1: No, I just think they think it's like weird or you know. I I have no idea. I, I don't I don't know the logistics. I just know I talked I was talking about it on stream today. And we did a poll in my chat actually. Um and I was just like, you know, have you or have you not? And a lot of people were like, no way. And I was like, I just I think, feel like...
0: I think I'm know. of the mindset that if I'm asking somebody else to taste it, I should know.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't I can't reasonably be like, swallow. If I'm not like i know i know what it tastes like i can't i also if, if it doesn't taste good right guys if it doesn't taste good you don't have to do it every time right it's not like a no, weekly no. It's thing not,
1: it's not like a, <laughs> yeah you don't have to turn this into a science experiment where you're like you know
0: Man, what did i eat out? this week <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah but like i'm just saying like once in your life at least once you probably should just Make sure that you're okay. If your flavor's a little off, maybe figure out how to fix it. Or is there something medically wrong? I don't know if there are so, with women. Do there you know if pineapple conditions. juice
0: is real? Does that actually make it taste better?
1: I, I I mean I've seen like the articles on it, but it's not like I've been like dating someone and been like, please drink a lot of pineapple juice and then I'll swallow your load every night this week and. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of work on my so, end, so.
0: No, I mean, you don't have to be the one working for it. You could just be like, okay, bring it to me in a cup whenever you're done, and then,
1: yeah, and then I'll we'll, taste
0: it. And, yeah, and then we'll have a glass of wine and we'll watch Harry
1: Potter or something. They'll just move on, along with this. No, I know we've had this conversation on stream before, you and I, about the whole uh, <laughs> science experiments that we wanted to kind of oh, make hey, happen. Hey, listen, don't with, be
0: putting me in this, okay? Don't...
1: You know, we've had a couple conversations about different things, but. No, I, I haven't, but I, I just think, yeah, I think that you, sh- every man maybe should at one point in their life, and apparently there are a lot of men that haven't, and that, that worries me for women, you know? Women's rights, we should know what loads you're putting out in the world.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I think I did it when I was, when I first learned how, that's when I did it, and I was like, huh, that's what that tastes like, all right.
1: And And it's not like you even have to take, like, a whole, like, spoonful like, just a little, like, oh, got it somewhere. Okay. Sorry to do the demonstration. That was probably too much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: honestly, that was, okay. All right, good. But you
1: just taking it off your little little towel, your little area. You're giving it a taste. You don't have to. No one's got to be around. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Wait, if there are people around, then I have questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I meant like it doesn't have to be in front of a partner or anything. Like, you don't have to be like, hang on. You just at the really... grocery
0: store with a little bit on your leg, and you're like, oh, well, now's as good a time as any to taste it.
1: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, that was a very big topic of convo today, though. Everyone was really thrown off by him and his answer, and. I was just like, y'all.
0: You hear <laughs> it's that 2023. If you, if you join Tay's stream, these are the types of conversations you need to be prepared <laughs> to participate in.
1: Yes. Okay. Or or just sit back and watch, I think. But yeah, either way. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> All right, Tay, tell me about your 2022. Was there what is the like biggest moment that you had last year where you're like, damn, being a content creator is fucking good?
1: well i think i don't know if a lot of people know this or they probably do i imagine i i started streaming tarkov in 2022 so like that like pretty much at the start of january like after the new year was when i switched from cod to tarkov so i don't know like that was a big moment for me because it introduced me to a lot of people uh i started day streaming a little bit because i gotten laid off in April and I met like all of you all like not to be like sappy like I love Panda but I think it just really introduced me to a lot of the um the content creators in the Tarkov world and I just realized like how cool everybody was it's a lot closer knit people actually are like not as I don't know I don't want to say fake I I came from COD so like COD is this like very vast big group of content creators because it's a massive game people are doing a ton of different things with it Tarkov feels a lot more like it's easier to kind of know people or someone knows this person. Like everyone kind of knows everyone. I would say if you're out there and you're putting yourself out there. Um, So I think that's been, that was just the coolest part for me. Like, I don't know if there's another, another big moment. Like we had some good, like, you know, I had a, I had a -a tip-a-thon that was cool. I had some sub goals that I met. I did a, (laughs) a makeshift hot tub stream and, electric shocked myself to the hospital (laughs) but you know uh no Tarkov I think being the biggest the number one yeah
0: that's fair that's fair I know that you I mean you've done your dating streams have you participated in anybody else's um like IRL streams um any of the different competitions or anything like that
1: Yeah, so I kind of live in this world where I'm like half Tarkov, half just chatting in terms of my friends that I have. So I have a really large group of content friends that are, they are gamers outside of Twitch, but they don't stream gaming. Um, And actually they have some like, some of them have opinions about that, which is fair. Like they just don't, you know, they think Twitch could move in a different direction in different ways. I still am never going to change I'm going to always play games. There might be other things that come up, but, um, yeah, no, my friends do like murder mystery parties. So it's like among us, but like, you know, IRL type (coughs) deals. I've been on like streamer Island. Um, I've been on mass singing competitions, mass dancing competitions. I just feel like it's a fun way to like continue exploring other areas of my life and other passions that I kind of threw away. And I do, like I dance on stream and I sing on my stream, but it's not in a way that's like uh, taken as seriously as maybe some of these competitions were. So yeah, I I do still get to explore other routes and I'm grateful for being friends with those people because they're awesome to have on my own stream and play with them, but like they'll play they'll play Tarkov and they'll do other things, but they're also like so many cool opportunities. I've done drawing competitions and um, I had I did a competition on a stream where I, Uh, You had like an infomercial and you had to like try to figure out people who ask you questions like a lot of improv stuff like and you had to try to guess what you were selling based on the questions they were asking. You're Um, a theater kid, aren't you? I am a huge theater kid. (laughs) So I still love this stuff and I didn't even know like this all existed on Twitch until, you know, I befriended a big group of people. And that all came from the app Hover, which is no longer. And I never honestly loved the app and i'm not afraid to say that now because it's kind of a shit show but that's where i really met all these people was through when that app was like attempting to be relevant (laughs) yeah
0: there's two topics that i want to come back to um Mm -hmm. when we're going to circle back to them here in a minute but i want to go back to the um the idea of what twitch could be Mm -hmm. and then also let's talk about hover here in a minute but um (laughs) yeah What about 2023? Like, do you have big plans for what you want to do with your stream in 2023?
1: Yeah, I think um, Tarkov is still probably primarily what I want to focus on, and I'm still enjoying the game despite all the problems. I think a lot of the people that started with the game in alpha are experiencing a lot more trouble than maybe a player like me is, who's still new and everything is still fun, even if it sucks. I also come from COD, where like the game was always broken and I still played it anyway because I was like, whatever, it's COD. And it's kind of how Tarkov feels a little bit right now. But it, again, I'm kind of unbothered. I, I don't even know half the time if I die to a cheater because I'm like, I, I die a lot <laughs> anyway. I'm not good at the game, whether they're cheating or not. So um, that's kind of that thing. But no, uh. I, I do enjoy, I'm enjoying switching things up a little bit with some just chatting streams and my community is responding well to it. So thinking up some different ideas of like how to make the dating stream gets repetitive if I do the same thing all the time, but like how to make <clears> it, um, you know, a little bit more different. And then um, just like really hoping to kind of grow a bit more in 2023. And I mean, I I think about partner a lot and it's not necessarily for the money aspect of it but just to like prove to myself that i can do something and uh, i think i've had a lot of people like doubt me in my early days of twitch before i played tarkov before i knew anyone in the community um was when i was a variety streamer i had a group of friends and i just i don't know i kind of want to prove people wrong and be like i i'm a person and i can do this so i don't know finding my way
0: (laughs) okay all right um do you have any like immediate events that are coming up any subathons or tipathons or charity events or anything like that
1: i'm in talks with some people about charity <clears> events right <throat> now but there's nothing like set in So i don't sure. yeah i don't have anything yet but there might be things coming i don't do a whole lot of unless something is going on in my life i don't do a whole lot of like subathons or tipathons because i do like i'm very fortunate to have um a job outside of twitch and i um do okay with that job but uh yeah it's mostly gonna be those things and again we're working on some new dating stream ideas so if anyone listening is into that concept we're always looking for more people to like come on and just again it might be a little uncomfortable but you can say pass if we ask a question that you don't like so
0: is there like a sign up do they need to go to your discord anything like that
1: it's mostly just done by discord and then if they were like following me on any socials not to like make people follow me but like twitter is usually where i'd be like hey this is happening um but we are looking like the next time we might make it more old-fashioned like um old school tv show dating style where the people aren't they're using voice mods and they're not you know they're anonymous so that if that makes people feel better about it too it won't be as like your face on my stream in front of people talking about your dick um (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh man all right well chat if you want to join tay's discord uh invite link will be in the description as well as a link to her twitter account um so all that stuff you guys can find that um so let's circle back i want to talk about this twitch thing Mm -hmm. um so you said that some of the irl streamers that you know don't stream games and don't want to stream games because they they think twitch could move in a different direction can you expand on that more
1: yeah so i don't know if they're like necessarily thinking they could move in a different direction but i think they're just looking at it as like there are more opportunities to do other things on twitch and there are better ways to maybe provide content for people than just video gaming and they don't necessarily i think there are some that are like for themselves, they would never stream a game or it's very rare that they would, but they're not hating on the people that do that. I think in a way, some of the games that we play are so congested that doing some of these just chatting streams, if you can put yourself out there and come up with a really creative idea, can be better for growth and what you're, you know, what you're trying to put out on on there. But I don't know, when I look at the just chatting streamer, like group of friends that i have they're all really massively creative people and i just think like it's just so much work it's so much easier to just throw on a game and play and talk to people they're coming up with these ideas constantly and they're having to recruit people like just as i would do for like a speed day like i said i kind of reach out to a few people ahead of time to be like please come because i don't want to look like an idiot they have to do this all the time for all of their streams to make sure like they're going to have people that bite or want to, you know, it's a lot of work. And sometimes they have people even working for underneath them to help them plan all these events and um, work things out. So I don't know, but yeah, I just think it's interesting. Just chatting, I think has blown up in a lot of ways from what, I mean, I haven't been on Twitch for a while and maybe I just wasn't in this realm of things prior, but I feel like, there, but there's just some, like there's cooking, there's, you know, people sitting in i saw a girl sitting in a shower once talking to people i don't know what was going on <laughs> with her I she's, just day, she's just having a rough day
0: she's just having a rough day maybe
1: you'll just sit in the shower and cry Tay, come on but <laughs> <the> just chatting <laughs> stream i'll just throw on like i'll search the category <clears> and i'll just start scrolling because there's some wild shit going on but there's also again some really cool content creators that are doing some rad things and coming up with really creative like the infomercial thing all this improv stuff is like so cool. Um I but I could never come up with that myself. <laughs> I don't think about it. I'm not creative like that, so I don't know. Props to them.
0: So what I think is interesting about that is there's two things. First is I think you don't give yourself enough credit. Um the first time and this is this to me is one of the funniest stories about our relationship (laughs) the first time that i ever saw you was on tiktok and you were you weren't it wasn't like a clip of Tarkov. you were singing a song about tarkov Mm -hmm. and i commented on your post (laughs) and then like a couple weeks later I was playing with you and Breezy, and I didn't make the connection that you were the same person. I don't think you did either. Cause, like, Mm-mm. I wanna say you were going back through your TikToks or something, and you're like, did you know you commented on this post? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, wait, that's you!
1: <laughs> it was so like, well, it was an influx of people that commented on, and it wasn't me being like an asshole, but I had, I didn't, I was so new to the Tarkov community, I didn't know anybody. So it was All like, right. I met people later followed them on tiktok clicked on it again and it shows your friends at the top of who commented on it and i'm like oh shit this person this person like i know all these people now but i didn't when i wrote that song and they were saying stuff so it's really funny yeah
0: (laughs) Oh, i just think that's really funny but i think that that's one of those things where i feel like you don't give yourself enough credit in the creativity department like you have I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit about it's just easier to throw a game on, right? And play a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that you have um, a very similar ability to a couple of the the other, like, big, like, do stuff with Tarkov in unique ways, creators. And I'm going to name a few, and I know there's a lot of them, but I'm going to name a few here, like Wildez um, mm-hmm. and Ash, Ash mm-hmm. IV. They yeah. do some really really fun things that are Tarkov related but not necessarily clips. Right. Uh, I mean Ash entered that that ad campaign um no, in-game ad, ad campaign bullshit. thing. Yeah. And yeah. and it was the whole like mustache stuff mm-hmm. and like that that shit is something that I see you excelling at really well when you do them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the song's still, they are something. I think it's, like, I'm creative, but it takes a lot of brain juice or it takes this, like, idea that I get in the shower and then I have to just, like, run with it. Like, I've been working on a, like, my humps, but my umps, like, the the UMP song for, like, a couple weeks now, and I'm at a part of the verse where I'm just, like, I have no idea. But, like, no, things like that do come. And I think, so... When I started writing songs about video games, kind of going off of that, I actually wrote a COD song first before I switched to Tarkov, and I was I was having these months, I think I went like two months where my content on TikTok was so stale. I was not getting new followers. I was like, I got to do something out of the box. People always say, if you're not growing, you need to do something that nobody else is doing. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to write a song, and I'm going to figure out how to do this, because I, I can play, I can sing what is going on in the game that i can write about right now and then i moved to tarkov and it was the same thing is like what can i do to set myself apart from people but i didn't oh. even know <laughs> I, no one was doing anything even remotely close to that in tarkov and people actually commented on my uh, post the haters you know the people that didn't like it and they're like what the, i don't want to see this this kind of tarkov content and i'm like that's fair like it was very out of the box but it put me into the community and like brought something new and i have a lot of um both i love will does um but even ash a lot of his stuff that he does i feel like i've i've told him before i think he's such a unique creator and i look up to him a lot because of the things that he does um i just think like yeah there's so many people doing the same things it's always just like how can you make yourself different Stand out, yeah Yeah. and stand out and and that's kind of what i guess i was just aiming to do with the songs and they're goofy and they're maybe not what people are used to seeing but it's just something taking what i maybe know that i have a strength in like okay i'm a former theater kid (laughs) let me make that work in the game that i'm currently playing and yeah that's that's where my creativity i guess is yeah you're right but no i i think all that shit's really cool and anything outside the box. So that's what I would say to like even other Tarkov streamers if they're feeling like not that I'm this all-knowing person, but if they're feeling like they're stuck like what can you do to set yourself apart? What are you good at outside of Tarkov that you can put into your Tarkov and then run with it, you know?
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about the the song real quick. Pull the haters <laughs> out, right? Was <laughs> yeah. it was it successful in your eyes? Did it get Let's talk numbers. What what kind of like likes what kind of what kind of viewership did you get on the video because i feel like it had to be a really well performing video
1: yeah it's like a hundred over a hundred thousand like 106 maybe and then the i wrote i have like five in total i think but one of them would be the cod one so maybe just four tarkov ones uh no maybe six now actually uh the other tarkov ones aren't some of them aren't as popular the initial one that i wrote and then i just wrote one about scab on scab violence that did pretty well um (laughs) victoria ryan messaged me and was like you should write a song with this tune and i was like oh my gosh i have to give you credit for this because this is great i'm gonna run with it um but yeah so they've they've done decently well and i am um super yeah grateful for all that so i think it was worth it in my eyes yeah had a had a couple haters had some people like what is this because it was so obscure but and i had someone posted on sorry if you hear sirens in the background i live on a busy street um Perfect. I had someone posted on Reddit without my permission to and people were Reddit's a scary place. I don't, I don't go on Reddit. No, I'd never been a Reddit girl. Don't go to I the don't... comment
0: section. It's as bad as oh YouTube. It honestly is as it's bad terrible. as YouTube. It's
1: terrible. People were I actually like befriended a guy that I was arguing with in the comments eventually. But I, he was like, he <laughs> that was sounds like um, you. you're commenting on two different accounts and I was like I don't use Reddit. I didn't know I had another account. I don't know what's going on. I like Reddit doesn't make sense to me at all but regardless um no i'm i have no regrets about the the songs so they were they were good and it's funny again to look back and be like oh there's panda there's uh this person so yeah all
0: right i like it so kind of going back to um what people can do on twitch to be successful is Mm -hmm. i always find that there's like There's kind of three camps that people fall into. There's, I'm going to stream a single game. Yep. I'm going to be a variety streamer. I'm going to play a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to be an IRL streamer, and I'm just going to try to do just crazy outlandish or fun things for people to join in on. And I feel like, like, approachability, ease of approachability, I feel like playing a single game initially is the easiest way to go. Yes. But you kind of lock yourself in place a little bit Mm
1: -hmm, you do
0: and playing multiple games I see as being like it's harder to grow because you're not embedding yourself in one community Mm -hmm. and then the IRL one is like you just have to be really comfortable with people watching you do dumb shit
1: for sure for sure Well, going off of that, too, like I remember I started out doing variety. So I played just like God knows what whenever I wanted to. And I was honestly my first year of Twitch. I don't even like think of it as a year because I wasn't I had like a hiatus and I was not really I didn't understand it at all. But regardless, um, Sweet Tales once said, like, you know, start with the with a single game. And as you build your community, eventually you'll have a good enough base to where they'll follow you no matter what you play, which is. I think partially true. I think they're, I mean, if my favorite streamer is playing a game that I absolutely can't stand to watch, like, I don't know. Um, I've seen some bigger streamers that I watch play. Like, I can't even think of what they're called. That's how much I don't like the game. Like they just, God knows what, but I'm not, honestly, I don't stay and stick around for those games, but I'll stay and stick around for uh, like, if I have a mild interest in the game, I probably would. But regardless, um, it does kind of lock you in. And I would say doing your content in one direction too. Like if you only post YouTube Tarkov content, like you post, you play another game, you post a video about that, not going to perform well. It's just the way it is. But um, no, I, I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do with Tarkov right now, I guess, is just like focus on that single game for growth. And then if I do switch it up, um, hopefully there's still people that are going to want to hang out and talk. But it's hard. Uh, I have really. And granted, like, I'm one of those people that, like, sometimes can't turn the viewer count off, so I struggle. But, like, I have a really hard time switching to a game. There's oftentimes I'll start a game and not a lot of people show up. And I'm like, well, I don't really need to stream this because nobody really wants to watch it, which isn't a good attitude to have. I should play games because I like to play them. But I don't know. It's a it's a mental battle that I've, like, definitely experienced and struggled with. So, um, and numbers aren't everything. But I don't know. It's hard everybody experiences some kind of like troublesome around numbers if they're a streamer even if you're like i don't care i just do it for fun like no eventually you have some sort of goal and you're gonna get upset about something you see it'll bother you a little bit like it's just the way it is
0: um so how is your viewer retention when you do your dating streams versus your tarkov stream
1: better than tarkov honestly which is, like, insane, and that's why I've really, like, enjoyed it, because I know people are enjoying it, too, not even the fact of, like, oh, I have good numbers, but it's just, like, okay, there's a lot of people that are actually, like, digging this and liking it, but like I said, if I do it too often, if I do it every week, is it gonna hit the same? (laughs) It's the same, it's gonna be the same stuff, it might be even the same people every week, it's not gonna, but it is fun, and it it gives me a chance, like, if the game is really, like, you know, I'm sucking, and I'm dying, and, Everything's happening. It gives me a chance to do something different for a day and have more rejuvenated energy, which could be the reason it does well too. Because I just am like a, you know, I'm a little bit like brighter, more spirits. enthusiastic about it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think that that you you brought up something when you started talking about um, you have a, a, a tangent, difficult. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You had a difficult time turning off the viewer count. And Mm -hmm. I think that there are other streamers who have that problem, too. And I also think it's really dependent on what you are streaming for, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Because there are definitely people who are, you're just looking to stream for the, just to, to, to be on stream. You're not looking for, necessarily looking for growth. You're not you know, trying Mm -hmm. to come up with a new thing. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. I think there's a space for that. And I think that's fantastic. I think that there's this weird line that people try to cut of like, don't talk about numbers. Mm
1: -hmm. If
0: you talk about numbers, you're never gonna grow. And I feel like that mentality is backwards. I feel like you need to talk about numbers, but you need to have a healthy attitude and view towards the numbers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think sometimes talking about it also helps you kind of work through some of this stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and like bitch on Twitter about like, oh, I switched games the other day and my viewer count went down so low and it really bummed me out. But at the same time, we're human. And also like even, I guess you said, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a group of people that are probably just streaming to stream truly and they're not getting bothered. But if most humans like do have like some sort of goal in mind, probably when they're streaming. And again, mine's not really monetarily it's just building that that community which comes from numbers and also yeah it'd be cool to have a purple check by my name someday like i'm not gonna lie like i think the closer i get to that the harder it is to separate my feelings around those numbers and i'm recognizing that but i also talk about this with like a therapist outside of streaming even because it's just it's just humans wanting to be successful it's not me trying to be like you guys are just numbers and I don't, you know, I'm not grateful for my community. I think that's also what people think is like talking about numbers is going to make your community feel like you're not appreciative of every single one of those people, which isn't true. It's just like, Hey, I, I would appreciate if more people were here, but I love every single one of you that's here right now. That's not a cut on anyone, you know.
0: Right. It's they're they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like I, mm-hmm. if I care about the numbers, I don't care about my community, and if I care mm-hmm. about my community, I don't care about the numbers. Like for sure, you can have both, right? Mm-hmm. And I I think that that mindset can drag some people down. I mean, as much as the Obsessing over the numbers can really fuck with your mental health. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite can also be true, where, like, if you want to grow, but you're also like, oh, we can't talk. Like, and I think that's such a weird, like, um, taboo, right? Mm-hmm. We can't, mm-hmm. we don't talk about the numbers, don't talk about the numbers. And yet, um, I know that there are organizations where that's part of the conversation. And, and there's there's an organization called Pipeline GG. Um, I'm not a part of that organization. I have no affiliation with them. But I do know that when their members get together and they have these like group sessions where content creators come together and they kind of talk, I know that they th- that's one of the things they talk about. And, mm-hmm. and you talk about growth metrics and how you can track those. And I think that that kind of plays into that creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Is... Mm-hmm. I want to keep pushing myself to be more creative and yeah. I can be proud of something. And that's great. Having intrinsic value on something that I produce is great. But I think what you said is is also true. Like I'm human and having people validate that is hugely like important or, or special to content creators of saying, I put out this thing. I was super proud of it. I was super nervous how successful mm-hmm. it was going to be. I mean, um, I, last week or last, last episode, I talked to Fat Panda and she put mm-hmm. out this um, collection, uh, this merch collection. And uh, yeah. in, in our podcast, we talked about, like, she was super nervous that nobody was going to show up. Nobody was going to buy anything. And I think it ended up being a lot more successful um, than she thought it was going to be. And I think that that success really changes how you view like yourself
1: yeah and yeah
0: and in a healthy way right Mm -hmm. because the failure can also change how you view yourself but i think that's where that that healthy part of the having the right mental attitude for your approach
1: Mm -hmm. for sure and i think too another thing is like putting time and energy into something too like not that it'll go to waste if it fails but if you do put a, like those songs that I write take probably more time than any other content piece that I do it and I'll take a lot of takes of recording myself making sure I sound good making sure so what I want if it bombs I'm like ah, oh, I just spent like you know eight hours on this total coming up with it and then filming it, and then making the edits so it's just like wanting to also see that time get viewed as something that other people can cherish and Um, I guess if it is a waste of time, then you reevaluate and you find a way again, you're always kind of chasing the success, I feel like in a way because you're like, I want to make sure that this is worth it. And if it's not worth it, what can I be doing to spend my time differently, whether it be through content and making changes there or just doing something else truly like, you know, as bad as it sounds?
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't necessarily think it sounds bad. You have to learn in, in anything you do, right? You have a job. You have a job changing tires. If you want to get better at it or, or faster at changing tires, you have to learn from your failures. like that's mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with failing right. And I think that's that's kind of what you know we we talked a little bit about like you need to approach, hey, this wasn't successful. And like you said, okay, what do I do? How do I reevaluate that? what do i how do I change that in the future for it to be more successful?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think
0: there's anything wrong with that conversation, and I think it's weird that it is generally seen as taboo in in the content creator world. Is like, I, I just think that's such a strange mentality to have.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm just very transparent as a person, so I just will like really, if someone came to my chat and started talking about this, I'd probably say exactly you know what we're talking about to them. So I think it shouldn't be. I'm transparent in a lot of areas, though, like mental health and all these other things. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it should be something that we're like shying away from just because it's like, oh, it's not kosher to speak about that. So I'm with you on that.
0: (laughs) So in that same vein, let's talk about Hover. Hover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you ran into other streamers who you now talk to regularly on Hover. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's funny. Um I I got introduced to Hover by this streamer that doesn't stream anymore. I'm not I'm just trying not to name names of people not to like it's not cuz I don't want to give you a shout out. I don't know if you'd want me to or not kind of thing. That's so fine. if you if anyone hears this just FYI, but regardless, um they invited me to a Discord call with a bunch of other people that were pretty successful on Hover. Um and so I joined and I met a good group of people and one of them is a partnered creator, so I was like really intimidated by it all. It was like one of the first partnered creators that I probably was like sitting in a discord call with i just was like ah this is scary um but yeah they were all like very pro hover and i was bombing on Hover. (laughs) like i my clips didn't get any traction i'm like i don't understand this app it feels very like again follow for follow type situation which i think that's ultimately what it was exposed to doing but nobody in this group of people they're all doing really well on it, so they're not saying shit. And I'm sitting there like, I don't like Hover, but you guys seem cool, so I'm just going to stay here and nod I'm gonna and chill. Maybe, I'm gonna chill. maybe learn something, you know? Right. Maybe if they're successful and I'm not, what are they doing that's helping them? So I kind of just sat around, and then Hover started going to shit. And then I was like, well, I never was comfortable saying it but i actually hated that app <laughs> i was like i never Listen, liked it <laughs> i got intimidated by that purple
0: check mark so i didn't say shit but actually hover sucked
1: <laughs> it was just been like 10 people against me so i just yeah it would have been super awkward but i think ultimately i think people still found success in it in the fact that like yeah we met each other you met people on it um you might have built a community again whether it be follower follower or not you still met people so that was the coolest thing that came out of it for me but yeah it was exposed as being like not it's a-
0: like a it was basically like a pyramid scheme right like you get somebody to follow you and then they get 10 followers to follow you it was. And yeah, those it 10 was followers weird. get 10 followers
1: <laughs> i mean the concept was kind of cool like let's take tiktok and make it into you know an all gaming app and then you'll all, you also I think the coolest feature about it was if you saw someone's clip you could go right to Twitch from hover. that clip and yeah. and then find their stream and that was probably but sh- the amount of times I did that was like none so um shout out to shout out to me not using that feature but I mean it was it was a cool idea
0: but I think that was I think that in my mind was like the inherent problem with hover and what I always saw as like an issue from the get-go, when people were like, hey, join Hover, was that, I was like, you're telling me a bunch of content creators got together to make an app to showcase their content to other content creators? Yeah,
1: it was like, not nobody was, like, just the people that watched. Right, which they cause... were trying to, I think, encourage people that just watched to join. They're like, oh, it's not just for streamers. Like, anybody can watch clips from Hover. And it was like, eh. <laughs>
0: And so, like, I was just, it just, right. It was always just a little bit weird of like, okay, so who am I advertising to? Who am I, who am I marketing my content to? The people who are playing the same game as me at the same time as me, because they're not coming to my stream.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking very logically about that. I don't even know if that ever <laughs> crossed my mind. I just felt, honestly, I looked at it as a cult. I like literally thought, <laughs> even when I joined that Discord call, like, I was like, people are like, cool, but like, you guys are all like, you're hover, like hover and it's like mm, no why is everybody dressed
0: in robes where do i get mine <laughs> kool-aid i'll drink some ch- kool-aid why
1: are you all chanting what's what's happening <laughs> it's uncomfortable no but yeah i mean i think for like collaboration reasons yeah it's probably a good thing because yeah you're just interacting with a lot of streamers <laughs> which They're i think
0: stream, you, you know i i, I think that you say collaboration. I actually think that's not a bad idea for like an app platform. And we kind of you know, we talked about the dating app a little bit earlier and to expand upon that, Tay and I had come up with this idea that would and and honestly, some of it came from um Fat Panda as well. She's the one that that came up with the idea and told it to me, but Tay had an idea separate that was in the in a similar vein, but the idea was it was speed dating or is like a dating show. But it wasn't to get a date, like a romantic date. It was like to find new content creators to collaborate with. Yeah,
1: like and a so, duo like, partner or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's really like if somebody had presented Hover to me like that, they were like, hey, use this app, check out other content creators, and then reach out to them and 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 you know set up a a like a a duo date or whatever. That to me would make so much more sense, and I'd be way more likely to use it. Yeah, but then I'd gear my content for that platform differently, right? Like I would. Yeah, because if you're trying to collab
1: with people, you'd probably want to just like showcase what you're like as a streamer and what your stream is like, so they know kind of what they're getting into when they're playing with you. But then that's one of my biggest fears. Sorry, go (laughs) ahead.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What's your biggest fear?
1: That someone will ask to like collab with me, and they don't know how raunchy I am. I tone it down a lot sometimes when I'm playing with new people because I'm like, I just don't know if you know what I'm I think, like.
0: I think the perfect pair that that I saw you collab with was when you played with Nixia and Try. They are they are Nixia and, and Try, amazing content creators, Tarkov mm-hmm. streamers. They're, yes. they're incredible. Love them. Um, but yeah, I think I think collabing. I think collabing is an underrated skill set
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I think there's a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, let's collab," and then you get together and you're like, "This is this is room not room. a collab. We're just streaming in the same vicinity.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. talking
0: to me. I'm not talking to you." And I think that's a it's it is a fine line you have to toe though when you collab because you don't want to spend too much time neglecting your chat. And you mm-hmm. don't want to spend too much time neglecting the person you're collabing with, mm-hmm. so you have to find that good middle ground of, you know, I, like I said, I think it's it's that yeah un un unspoken skill set or un underutilized excuse me skill set, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just think, man, why don't more people collab and then and then that leads to. How do you feel about, like, reaching out to people?
1: Oh, I ugh. Ugh. I struggle <laughs> so hard with it. I We've talked, me and you have talked about this on a private Discord call. So I, I think you already know how I feel. But, like, y'all, I again, if any of the creators are listening to this, I am so paranoid that you guys are going to think I'm coming to you with the wrong intentions. And like I said, I'm very transparent person. Like, I'm pretty... I pride myself, I feel like, in being decently authentic in the community. Like I'm not this like fake bitch. Not that there are a lot of fake bitches. I don't I don't know any fake bitches in Tarkov, to be honest. And um, they're probably there, but <laughs> I don't know them. Um I, I, regardless,
0: <laughs> I pride I'm myself in being authentic.
1: <laughs> and I don't think I'd ever ask somebody to collab. Chase, that's not my intentions. If I'm ever asking someone to collab, it's genuinely because I think we would be. Like I, I know how I am. Again, one of my biggest fears is someone getting in a stream with me and not realizing that like we're gonna talk about like, <laughs> yo, is your dick circumcised? Um, like all these weird shit. And I don't want someone being really um uh, prim and proper and like I can't talk about that. Um <laughs> so because I dicks, bring I in my chat. Yeah, yeah, my chat talks about a lot of crazy shit, and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring that person that I'm playing with into those conversations so. Um, I don't know. I just, I think, I I just don't want people thinking that I'm coming across with them, like, with ill intentions. So oftentimes, I will pick people of similar uh, size to me. uh, Because of that, like, I rarely, rarely will ask a partner to play with me because I, am terrified and that's kind of also why i'm like when i get that badge i won't feel maybe as scared because then people won't maybe look at me and be like this bitch she's trying to take my viewers which i would i would never they don't even have to put me in the exclamation point who command like just just (laughs) let me talk to you for a couple hours
0: (laughs) i think that's a i think that's a an interesting viewpoint on a couple of things um so first what do you what is your process of asking somebody to collab? Like, do you spend time in their channel before you ask I try or is to. it just like you run into them, like run into their content on TikTok or something like that. And you're like, Oh, this is a good clip. I think we'd be good together.
1: No, I do try to with try. Um, So many people had been reaching out to me and I joined her discord and was like, I just need to spend more time in her stream because if I don't like, this is going to be a weird ask. Plus I should probably just, see how she streams and um i didn't actually get a lot of chance to and gino reached out to her for me and said you need to play with taylor you guys are like really similar and then i was Love like out, i was gonna watch her stream first and i told her that in my dms too i'm like i was i plan on asking you i just like really wanted to kind of again like not come out of left field because then she might not even know who i am too and then she's like what the who are because i've had people honestly whisper or dm me on on discord or something and be like let's play together it's like if i don't know you or your vibes or i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk that sometimes like sure i I don't know um so i I just get a little intimidated by that but really i don't know my process because like honestly most of the time it's people mutually either like saying they already want to ask me and then it's like oh that's easy i'll just reach out to them um yeah i don't have like a good or you like join? You grapevine. join
0: a, like a a duo, and now you're the third person. So it's like a friend of a friend type of deal, because that's how you and I met, right? You you were playing with Breezy, and Breezy mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, can can take him along?" I was like, "Sure, I don't care. I yeah. trust Breezy, and you trust Breezy, and so there's some common ground there, and it's a lot easier to to make that connection when somebody else is kind of that middleman. But yeah, you know that that brings us to a couple different things of like i don't ever want somebody to feel like i'm using them to get to somebody else agreed right and i feel like sometimes that's a mindset that people get into of like you're only asking to play with me because you like this person and you're hoping that i'll introduce you to them and it's like
1: no i'm
0: i'm i'm just looking for other people to play with
1: yeah for sure
0: and then i also think like I struggled with this idea of asking a partnered streamer to play because Mm -hmm. they're a partnered streamer. And I think Mm -hmm. that checkmark is just, there's like this weird, like, intimidation force field of like, don't talk to them, don't look at them, don't even smell them, right? But Mm -hmm. what I've learned just from some of the different people who I have collabed with is like a lot of them don't see you. I say a lot of them in the tarkov community specifically yeah, yeah, yeah i think there's a lot of them that don't see that but i think that a lot of them don't see it as cloud chasing because a lot of them came up into the their partnered thing. status because of tarkov and so mm-hmm. like you you're not you're not reach it's not like you're reaching out to like xqc or something like that and not to say that they're any lesser, less yeah. lesser than xqc but they're, like we're all part of the same community, mm-hmm. and the Tarkov yeah. community, like you said, is very tight knit. And so even the partner streamers, I mean, I know people who I've played with who have since hit partner. Mm-hmm. Like I've played with Fudge before he was a partner, and now he's a partnered streamer, and and right. it wouldn't be weird if I played with him again, right? Like, For sure, absolutely. It's is, and so I think that that's one of those mental hurdles that as a content creator, and I think it is community dependent. Like,
1: mm-hmm. No, the everything Tarkov... I'm talking about right now is like, yeah, solely Tarkov. Like I, I don't even look at other games and how that would be. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. Th- I'm thinking about COD, and I'm like that. No. <laughs> oh, no,
0: that's you know that's fair. But that I think <sighs> I don't even know that the COD community really dwarfs the the Tarkov community from a from a Twitch standpoint mm-hmm. by all that much. But I think that there's a different mentality for COD, right? In COD, you're like, let's squad up. And then you have your squad that you Mm -hmm. play with. And in Tarkov, it's like, let me find other people to play with. Let me just meet some randoms in the game and VoIP at them and just be like, hey, come help me do this quest. But I also think, uh, you know, I, I make jokes about it of like, we don't have time to fuck with each other because tarkov just fucks everybody and so i think there's there's this like shared and it's one of the reasons why i think your your first tarkov song did so well is this is like this shared like mental trauma that tarkov (laughs) inflicts on its players yeah i I get so
1: frustrated when people are like i'm really good or they call me a timmy or something it's like no, we all fucking suck at the game. like yeah, and that's what the beauty of the game too is like coming from Cod, it's like you're gonna watch a streamer in Cod most likely because they're good. Like rarely you'd watch them for personality. There's a t- there's so many more streamers. I don't know if this is still true, but back when I was playing it, so saturated, so many streamers doing the same thing. You're watching you're likely watching a cod player because they have good loadouts or they oh. play the game well or they're gonna you know do something cool.
0: There's exceptions. Sweet Tales, I think, is an exception.
1: That's what I mean. Like, there's a few that have, like, really shining, bright personalities through all the things. But, I love but Tarkov can... I do, too. Um, Tarkov can, can be played in so many different ways. Like, you look at someone like Stankrat or X-Fill Camper. you know, those people that are... They're making content out of, like, being literal rats. And you then... Assholes! <laughs> and then you look at people <laughs> that are, like, really good at the game like gingy or you homework. know some of the bigger no. people that are actually just like talented and then there are people that just fuck around and make content like you know not that ash isn't good at the game but he does like goofy shit with his community and makes videos out of it or like i played the prices right one day like there's people doing like other things did
0: um baldy's emporium
1: yeah where he yeah. was the
0: tarkov's first in-game trader
1: hmm yeah so it's like there's so many different directions you can go with it and and again like we all kind of are just getting fucked but like we can get fucked in the ways that we want
0: (laughs) hey you you should always be fucked in the ways that you want in life and
1: in game (laughs) what a full circle moment with me there like let me just let me just wrap up you should never
0: get fucked in ways you don't want hey
1: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) so what's your favorite position podcast viewers (laughs) (laughs)
0: comment below your favorite position let us know but i also think like if you were watching somebody play cod
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and and i'm gonna i'm gonna say pre dmz mode and you saw them get killed by an ai you'd be like this person's garbage but then (laughs) you switch to tarkov and you see them get killed by an ai and you're like these fucking ai are broken yeah
1: yeah and so I
0: think that there's like a like everybody's been shotgun scabbed at one point in their Tarkov career where right, they're like, right. "Fuck this goddamn piece of shit game, exactly. I hate it." Exactly. And then we go back and play some more. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I like.
0: I think that does that. That it is. It is a weirdly like close community. Now I will say that with the growth in community that tarkov has seen over the past couple years like there's so many new streamers i don't know anything about and i used to know a lot of people in the tarkov community now there's like there's so many new ones that i'm just like i don't know who you are
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i feel like that is to some extent tarkov's losing its closeness
1: that's fair i think I always tell people who don't feel connected to the community or feel like they I don't know, are, are new and trying to find their way, Twitter's been a godsend for me. I love Twitter. I think Twitter makes the Tarkov community feel close.
0: Closer? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because there's so like Twitter's I don't also a
0: cesspool of garbage.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, like, I probably shouldn't say that In the current state of, like, the last month Where people have just been, like, getting super angry with one another about things So let me, like, revert that back to me, like, a couple months before white No, but, like, really, I've met a lot of the creators that I've, like, interacted with Or even some people, I've pulled collabs from Twitter Like, I I don't know, I... I...
0: That's where I pulled most of my club. In fact, like, my yeah. introduction to the Tarkov community as a whole came from Amy Cakes And Mm -hmm. it was all because I was on Twitter. And honestly, like, I followed her on Twitter Mm -hmm. because on her birthday, I was watching Dr. Lupo play Tarkov, and he raided her. And I followed her on Twitch, and then I followed her on Twitter. And then one day, she was like, I'm looking for more people to collab with, and I DM'd her. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'd love to get games in. And then, like, since then, like, it's so weird because, like, once you meet one person who's part of the community... It feels like you're then like immediately welcomed into yeah, the like rest snowballs. of the community. Yeah, like snowballs. Yeah, it yeah. snowballs so quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think w- of like the wild. first person that I played with that was like part of It's so hard. It might have been like Breezy or somebody. I don't know. I don't even remember how I met Bree. It's hard to think back to those times. I feel like I'm having short-term memory loss because it really does. It just starts to like snowball and you just this person knows this person and this person knows this person and
0: if i remember correctly as far as like how you met breezy he followed you from your tiktok
1: i i I think you're right about that and And then from there he was just like
0: yeah he was in chat and then breezy just has this way of like hey come play
1: he's yeah he's a pretty good uh uh socializer in that realm and knows a lot of people um but yeah that was probably because i when i was initially streaming the game on twitch i was playing with like one of my irl buddies that like I play with them off stream now but they don't really necessarily want to be in the in the spotlight you know yeah. so well, I
0: got you know I think everybody has that kind of group where they're like look I'll play but I don't want to be on their stream because that's a lot of pressure yeah yeah but I don't know I I like it's it's been real I think the Tarkov community really has been like really helpful for me to kind of expand how i view twitch Mm -hmm. and how i view like my place on the platform which right now is kind of up in the air but but how i view content creation as a whole and honestly like i feel like tarkov is like a really good game for content creation if you are a gaming content creator because like there's a lot of downtime when you're Mm -hmm. in raid even Mm -hmm. when you're in raid like i'm packing a mag okay well let me talk to chat for a little bit because packing mags and take me fucking forever right i'm healing like i I just gotta stand still or you know it's like just chatting
1: with Tarkov. yeah yeah
0: Yeah. which um what's what's funny about that is uh i was watching batty one night and he was like i'm a just chatting streamer who plays tarkov i'm not a tarkov streamer But
1: but accurate yeah
0: right but i feel like i feel like a lot of people are because you just you just have you are naturally given that time to just Mm kind of hang out and chat with people i love that
1: that's probably why Um, streamers are just like more sociable creatures like i'm excited for twitchcon this year because like i think everybody are you gonna go because
0: you didn't go last year i know and i I was disappointed
1: I didn't want to be in a wheelchair. I also had like a lot of up and down with my job. Stable like. I, I'd have
0: fucking pushed you in your wheelchair everywhere. It would I, have been Everybody great. says
1: that. I know. Everybody says that. Well, I'm yeah, like. You know, you know, I actually would.
0: <laughs> That's the but I
1: don't. Here's the thing, though. I, do, I also don't own one because I never do anything that requires a lot of walking because I'm, you know, when I'm not on stream, I'm just hobbiting around my well, where, apartment. You, should,
0: you know what? Just bring your mods with you and then you get one of those like Cleopatra chairs and then they can just
1: carry Fish you from lift. place to place. It's like a Jewish yeah. wedding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like <laughs> up in a chair somewhere.
0: Yeah, and they carry you from place to place. It's totally fine. It's yeah, would be yeah. very normal.
1: But I am no, I'm like building my endurance up for it. Um, and last year again, like I, I lost my job. I tried to like do kind of like some part time things, and I really didn't have like a stable job again until I don't know, like end of September, because I got one and didn't work. Whatever, regardless, it was just like up and down finances. It just wasn't in the cards. But no, I'm I, if it's in Vegas or wherever like I'm. Gang,
0: gang, gang. I'm ready. All right, let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> See
1: you at TwitchCon! <clears throat> all
0: right. Okay, um, okay so <laughs> we're, we're getting close to the end here.
1: Yeah, we talked so about a lot of stuff that... <laughs> I mean, I, we just went on a lot of tangents.
0: Yeah, that's all right. No I, I, that's what I expected from this podcast, because you and I have a very similar brain of like, oh, that's shiny. Let's talk about that now. Squirrel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do let's do this segment i call it rough draft i love this segment um for those of you who don't know what it is basically what, the way it works is um we're drafting di- favorite disney movies okay and we'll we'll go back and forth tay will start so she gets to pick and then i get a pick but we can't pick one that the other person has so <coughs> favorite disney movie tay you go first
1: yeah, tangled
0: tangled Yes. Really?
1: Yeah. I was like a Rapunzel fiend in college when, well, high school, college, yeah.
0: That's, that is not what I expected to come first. Do you have a favorite song from Tangled?
1: I really like When Will My Life Begin? Like the general opening credit scene. That's, that's a pretty big bop. But no, I, I thought the Disney movies are getting really good at, at throwing in curveballs. And I thought the, the, uh, what's the word? The twist at the end, like, kind of took me by surprise, but that probably is like one of the lamest twists now because some of these movies are like Wreck It ralph had a crazy. I don't know. Anyway, they're good at I
0: like it twisted like up. It it it. It. So
1: that's my first one.
0: um Snatched Encanto, my first one.
1: Oh, like favorite? Like, yeah. we, we're going in like the order, right? Yeah. 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 Damn, so I've Encanto. I have seen Encanto.
0: Okay. So Encanto has, I don't that's think that's the one there's... that was
1: popular on TikTok, right?
0: I don't think that I don't think for me there is a single song in Encanto that I don't like. Okay. And I don't know. It's so, it's so good. And there's not really a, there is a bad guy kind of, but there's Mm -hmm. not, but not really. Okay. Um, and so a lot of it a lot of it is like how you deal with family pressure and each character is kind of that personified pressure that your family or your parents might put on you so like there's the one who always has to be perfect and then Mm -hmm. there's the one who always has to be strong and then there's the one who you know she just has to take care of everybody
1: okay and it kind of
0: gets and that's kind of how it boils down and then the big conflict is is kind of like the addressing that with with all everybody in the family and and how you can't sustain that you can't sustain trying to be perfect all the time yeah that's that's my first pick
1: okay Lin Manuel did the music, I guess. So yeah. I would probably like it. I just need to. We don't talk about Bruno. No. Okay. Next pick. Okay. so This is like my second favorite, right? Or like yeah. I don't know, another favorite. Okay. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Wreck It Ralph right up there too. I I spoke about God it. Damn it! Damn it! No, that's that movie is fucking fire. <sighs> and the it's the references so to the other video games. It's a... it is
0: so but I good. Haven't,
1: I haven't seen the new ones. I don't. You haven't have, seen
0: Ralph Breaks the Internet?
1: No, but it's on my list. Shut up. I what? know. I was going to watch it a couple months ago with a friend, and we settled on um, uh, Baymax. Uh, oh,
0: um, Big, Big Hero, Hero 6. 6. Yeah, cause okay. I've never seen that that's my number two pick
1: all right well i just gave that one to you no i love that movie it's good i i played kingdom hearts so i knew about it because it's in the game but i never had seen it so no i i I liked it a lot um these new ones are are amazing i actually okay so i'm gonna go with another new one for three i'm not trying to discredit the old ones because i have an old one in my in my mind um but inside out is like fucking phenomenal it is
0: so good
1: i don't is that's disney right that's not just pixar okay oh i i think that's so clever like insanely clever like i don't know
0: i'm not picking this one but have you seen soul yet
1: yeah we i watched it at dr phil camp and it was good we weren't allowed to watch tv or movies unless we justified to our housekeeper people people that were making sure we were chill uh that it was like educational and helpful to our like time there and that movie like is really easy to justify because it's like very
0: do you want to (laughs) talk about dr phil camp because people are going to ask questions
1: yeah i can do you want me to like stop this segment to talk about yeah
0: you can just yeah go ahead and talk if you want to talk about it yeah. yeah
1: so once upon a time i was a girl with really bad no i still am um i have pretty severe ocd and um also am chronically ill and you know depression and anxiety also kind of come off of those things so back in and this is kind of i'm trying to make a youtube video about this soon too because it's way it's pre tarkov for me so none of the creators that i really work with or talk to unless i've told them um know this about me and i think it's weird to be like responding to people or talking to people and be like oh like i get it like i know how you feel and they'd be like bitch what because i don't know they didn't know me when i was at my worst but um I got chronically ill about like, I don't know, eight years ago and then COVID happened. I was getting better and COVID happened and I became agoraphobic again. So I didn't like to leave my house. My OCD got worse. Um, I was, you know, latching on to different uh, themes and struggling through that. And I also physically was getting worse. Like it was all just snowballing into one another. Um, so la- uh, 2020, December of 2020, I was like basically bedbound again, which had happened previously when I was sick. Um, and it wasn't, you know, doing a whole lot. I I didn't take care of myself. I couldn't even like shower on my own. I was really struggling, not because of the act of doing it. I was so dizzy and uncomfortable, but then with those physical symptoms was making me really depressed and all these things. So my parents, uh, tried to like, look at some, if anyone's ever been to a psych ward, they kind of suck. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to get into a whole tangent about the. American mental health system, but psych wards are almost sometimes more traumatic than they are helpful. Although if you do feel like you're a threat to yourself or others go to one, um, regardless, they were looking for a place to take me that, uh, would be, um, a little bit more helpful than just going to a psych ward. So they found this place called the ranch in Tennessee. There's several ranches that exist in the United States and that's where Dr. Phil he did not send me there. I don't know Dr. Phil, but that's where he'll send his people <laughs> is one of the ranches. Uh, if you ever watched his show, you probably have heard him talk <clears throat> about the ranch. Um, so I like that it, you
0: clarified that, though. I don't yeah. know Dr.
1: Phil. I wasn't on his show. Like, he, you know, um, didn't didn't get to that level of things. But uh, yeah, so was sent there. And when I got there, it was a, I was a wreck and I didn't want to be there. But ultimately, like I would say it saved my life. I met really cool people. Um, it pulled me out of, you know, the slump that I was in and taught me a lot of good coping skills and things. So very grateful for my time there, but I I refer to it a lot in my stream. I'm very open about, again, if you guys hear this, I didn't give like a full spiel on it, but if you have questions or if you're ever feeling like you're in a place where you need something like that, like residential and patient treatment, you know, message me, pick my brain about it. But yeah, that was What experience? So we watched Soul there because we we didn't get TV time (laughs) only on the weekends. (laughs) So,
0: well, I appreciate that you're still here. But also, I one of the things that I love about you, Tay, is that you are very open about the like a lot of these things that you've been through that Mm -hmm. you deal with. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, I mean, again, not to get into the mental health system that we have here in the states, but. It's such a taboo subject for so many people. It's very refreshing to see somebody that's, that comes out and says, you know, I struggle. I've struggled horribly in the past, and there's nothing wrong with struggling. You need to let people know that you're struggling, and you need to work, you know, do the things that you need to do to get better, and that's, that is one of those things that, for me, I just greatly admire about you.
1: I appreciate that yeah well I feel like You know I always wanted to speak About this when I got to the other side Like be very open about it because it's like I went through fucking hell and I didn't Go through hell to not tell somebody like Hey I went through hell and it And you hear all those cliche things like it Gets better or, like you know all This stuff and you're, you're in the moment and you're like Fuck no like it doesn't But you know to be living Proof that like hey Hard times don't last it does Get better is kind of cool. I don't know. I just want to, I want to share my story somehow, you know? And I think that
0: you, I think the way you share it is, is really genuine as well. Cause like you said, it does get better, but getting better doesn't mean that you won't still have days where you struggle. Like absolutely, you're, yeah. you're still going to, and, and I know that you, you've talked about that on your stream. You talk about it on your social media accounts. Like there's still days where it's a struggle, but you have a different reference point now than you did before
1: for sure absolutely
0: i appreciate you explaining that to everybody um yeah
1: picking movies back to picking
0: movies so my number three is gonna be moana
1: and you know what i've watched like 20 minutes of moana and i know i love lynn i love lynn so much i need to give more attention to his work but
0: you've only watched 20 minutes of Moana
1: yeah I was on a plane and I hate flying so that's probably why I was just like ah, I can't oh. do this right now and I'm I'm one of those people that's like if I'm on a plane and I'm anxious I just want to focus on the anxiety <laughs> like anything that's going to distract me doesn't feel helpful in the moment I just need to sit and <laughs> experience just like,
0: I just really want to know what the suffering feels like
1: <laughs> So it's like what if something's going to happen I have to be fully aware like present for that to happen
0: <laughs> hey if something was going to happen on a plane what are you going to do
1: I don't have an answer you're going to run up know.
0: to the front and be like I
1: can fly this let me in <laughs> no no I don't know I can land this but plane a flight, I was a wing seat so I really did have to be aware of everything <laughs> something did go wrong i was the one opening the door
0: I, thought you were gonna I was the one that was gonna be like we lost that wing <laughs>
1: <laughs> no yeah, you're, they always say the ones in the, they're like are you prepared to help people or whatever they say and you're like
0: i love those seats yeah. though they have so much leg room
1: they have great leg room but yeah no i so i didn't get the full moan experience yet. anyway
0: how many people do you think right now are listening to this and going, these fucking people are not picking classic Disney movies and I hate them? For I'm ready.
1: It. I'm ready for number four. I got this. All right,
0: do it. Number four.
1: Hercules.
0: Ooh. You know what? There's a lot of that's depth good, to that movie. That's a good one. It also that's has my one.
1: favorite Disney song of all time in it, which is Go the Distance. So
0: Meg was one of my early like
1: awakenings.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Panda got his first boner to Meg Megara
0: no my first uh my first one was um did you ever see so there's a there's a scooby-doo movie okay yeah and it's about like the salem witches okay and in the movie the bad guy is actually like a girl no they they, they actually have magic powers it's not like a guy in a mask It's like one of the few Scooby Doo movies where it's like real. But in the movie, there's this band called the Hex Girls. Oh. Okay. And the lead singer, I was just, I was just enthralled. I remember like sixth grade me just being like, oh my God. Oh. Oh. I want her
1: to step on me.
0: She's got like black hair. She's got like the, yeah. Yeah, Oh my God. That was my goth mommy awakening. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I was I was obsessed.
1: See, I'll go I'll go opposite of that and say Danny Phantom was like a.
0: Okay, but Danny Phantom in his Phantom mode was basically just gothy Phantom.
1: That's what I mean. So like, that's my, that's my little like.
0: Sam, she was like she falls into that goth mommy.
1: (laughs) There's so many the night the early 2000s were just goth. Well, I don't know when that Scooby Doo movie came out, but goth mommy central.
0: Oh, it was a good. It was a good time.
1: Give us the Goths.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So you picked you picked Hercules.
1: Yep. <sighs> I think I'm going I Aladdin. Ah, oh, that's a <laughs> that would have been Aladdin my five. has some yeah. of
0: my favorite songs.
1: I would I would agree that Aladdin has overall like without saying you know um hercules has my favorite song of all time as a overall as a whole album aladdin is the best soundtrack yeah
0: yeah which i think is so funny because like i think a lot of people default like a musical like lion king being the like default disney music. no
1: no no
0: with like elton john actually okay i'm gonna let you pick your fifth because i'm curious to see who picks if somebody picks this one?
1: I I'm honestly pulling up Disney right now because I feel like I need to just refresh really quick. Hmm. It's Cause this is like, you know, we've gone through the, you've gone through most of what you'd probably talk about with a with another person. And God, I don't know. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I'm going to say Toy Story for me is out. So, like, that's. You're not a I Toy mean. Story fan? Not really, no. Oh my God. My wife and I were just talking about
0: this today, and she's not a Toy Story fan either. I, I think you're both yeah. fucking wrong.
1: No, you. Uh, um, I'd probably say. Let me throw Beauty and the Beast on the table as five because I've seen the show. You know, I've seen it in a musical form, I've seen it a lot. just got all wet during the 30th anniversary that's not the right word to use but you know (laughs) it was a good it was a good he's really
0: into the beast but only in his beast form (laughs) it
1: was josh groban in the 30th anniversary so
0: singing
1: to me daddy okay anyway so yeah i'd go i'd go beating the beast is five for me
0: only because a lot of the ones i've been picking are based on the music Hmm. We're going Tarzan
1: for the storyline or the music? No, for
0: the music.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I fuck with Tarzan. Who do but... you feel like is the Okay, no, finish your statement then I'm going to ask a different question.
0: No, later. no, go ahead. Ask me the question. Who do you feel like
1: is I was just thinking about Clayton as a as a villain and then I was like who do you think is like the worst Dil- Disney villain of all time? Like
0: like the most useless one?
1: Not useless, like the one that would fuck you up the most. Like the most evil motherfucker oh. yeah yeah i was just thinking about that because clayton's kind of a pussy i feel like i, think, I mean
0: well okay gaston's kind of a pussy too in my opinion oh, but.
1: The, is gaston i guess he is the true yeah antagonist he's the,
0: yeah beast. he's the true antagonist of beauty and beast yeah. um okay so there's a couple that i that i dislike so intensely mm-hmm. corella deville Oh, well, but she, I yeah, don't she's feel like she could shit. fuck me up. I just no. dislike her for like
1: what she her stance
0: on puppies.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <coughs> but we're talking about villains that I feel like could actually just like fuck me up. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God, what is her name from Little Mermaid?
1: Ursula. Ursula. Okay. I feel like
0: she could fuck me up, and then the. Um, the the main bad guy from The Princess and the Frog.
1: Oh, I've never seen Princess and the Frog either. So
0: he's um he's like a a voodoo master, but he's creepy. Oh and yeah he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah yeah.
1: So because there are some of the ones like if you think about Hades from Hercules, he's kind of a puss. Like he's a little bit of a puss. Um, I think Jafar has puss tendencies. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> okay, were you talking pre or post genie Jafar?
1: pre-genie pre- jafar is a little bit more intense i'd say he's a little but i think the mulan villain and i i don't remember his name so i'm a piece of shit but i think he is a little he's bit like my...
0: isn't he genghis khan isn't that, who he...
1: is that his
0: isn't he... he's the leader of the no he might not be genghis khan but he's like the leader of the huns right Jean-Yu.
1: Sean you Chan- okay yeah, Chan- yeah, yeah, Yu. yeah 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 he's he's with the with the
0: Falcon. The, the falcon yeah yeah
1: i think the ones that are more mysterious that you don't get a lot of like dialogue with are probably the ones that i'm like Ugh. and then maleficent i, I can't think, believe i didn't
0: put mulan on my i'm upset i didn't pick mulan
1: I, you know i didn't I, I mulan is is kind of up there music wise great
0: i'll make a man out of you is like my theme oh, song
1: yeah I, I agree top five disney songs ever again a solo song the whole music in the show me yeah. But make a man out of you, flawless. Um, Girl
0: was fighting for is a great one too.
1: You're right, and he, and you got the classic reflection, like you yeah.
0: Know.
1: But yeah, no, I I. Dude, I, I even that like the
0: second Mulan movie. It's not great, but I like it.
1: Like they made like the cartoon version or the the IRL. No, the cartoon
0: act. version. They okay. made a second animated Mulan movie. too. There's a, yeah, there's a decent song in there, um, that I'm that I'm a big fan of, but. Okay. I don't know. Like, like, the main antagonist of Moana is just, like, not really an antagonist.
1: Yeah. It's the mountain. Moana's more of a personal struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, yeah.
0: And then, even then, like, she saves her by returning the heart to Te Fiti, and Te Fiti turns back into... The goddess, and she's fine. Like she's no longer trying to destroy the world. So,
1: yeah, I would say a lot really of the newer Disney movies are more
0: abstract. internal.
1: Yeah. yeah, like Soul and um, Inside Out. Oh, a couple of those are more. No, even Monsters Inc. doesn't have like a true. Well, no, it does. Well, yeah, it does. in
0: the first one, it definitely does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, Inside Out. That part with it with the imaginary friend Oh Deep. broke my soul. Deep. I know. Okay, well, Tay, thank you for joining me today. Mm-hmm. It has been awesome picking your brain and, and talking with you and uh, discussing um I think I'm a I think I'm a a. I'm closer to like a four and a half ropes, just so that we're I'm answering oh, thank the you. questions that you had. Yeah, um, and you're
1: also cut.
0: Yeah, I yeah. am. Um It's been a while since I've tasted it, but it was more on the the salty side, so That's valid. Do you have any other questions for
1: me? No, no. It covers yeah. all
0: covers all your bases. I
1: okay. think so. Those are usually the ones we we go for in that circumstance, so.
0: All right, guys. Well, um if you do want to check Tay out, uh there'll be a link to her Twitter In the description here, you can find her Twitch from her Twitter, but it's also just TayZGG. And anything else that you'd like to say to the people? GG
1: stands for good girl. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) um he's a praise kink (laughs) no uh i appreciate you having me on it was blessed uh again like i was like looking at the topics i'm like we didn't talk about what we thought we were but that's how we are like we're we're close and and it worked out really well and i appreciate it Um, okay so
0: no i do have to ask this question i asked this to fat panda last time and i'm super curious what would your evil twin be doing right now
1: dude y- you know what you that was like the one i was like uh, i was like probably making probably being a sex worker at the i think she'd be up in an OnlyFans penthouse right now at this that's truly what i believe
0: is that in, in, an evil twin move or is that a, a boss, confidence bitch move, move?
1: <laughs> i okay evil twin probably testing semen i don't know do you
0: think your evil twin would be a clout chaser
1: Maybe. It's hard to think about it. Like, is this, like, opposite me? I don't know. That's a hard question. What, what did you say about yourself? Because I haven't caught that episode yet, so I apologize.
0: I don't know that I answered the question, but I think oh. that if I had an evil twin, um, he would be... He would really be fucked up. He would just be evil. Uh, I think he would be trying to amass, um, like, as many... He would try to father as many children as he could But without having to like
1: So my father on Netflix type shit
0: Pay for them Yeah I don't know I've never seen that But oh, like this, this, he would try uh, to raise an arm Oh I have heard of this one
1: Okay the gynecologist but, yeah. puts out a bunch of sperm And then he like yeah. has a whole cult of children Because of some religious scheme that he had Yeah so they're all I don't know that
0: sperm. like I wouldn't expect Him to like start a religion But he would try to have as many kids as possible because, like, his idea would be that he could fix the world, but only him. Mm. He's very narcissistic, right? So he can fix the world, but only him. And the way he's going to fix the world is he wants to have enough of his prodigies out there that they can, that they'll think very similar to him and try and fix the world.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: So that's what I think my evil twin would be doing.
1: Good to know. Yeah, I'd just be out there sucking and fucking. No, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you all for joining me and Tay on this fantastic day. I am out of here, and Tay's out of here. And uh, thanks for watching. Remember, as always, be good to yourself, be kind to those around you, and have a fantastic and beautiful rest of your day. We'll see you guys later.